Hello, my name is Gerardo Rigo and I am an alcoholic. Um, I am grateful to be here. Hi, Zoomers. Um, I am happy to be in the name of Alcoholics Anonymous. I have a sobriety date of February 12th of 2018. I have a sponsor that nice. <laughs> um, I have a sponsor that goes by the name of Rod A, and I have a home group that's the LGBTQ candlelight uh, on Sunday nights at the Canyon Club at 7:30. So if you're ever in the area and you're not specifically here, come say hi, come check it out. Um, my story starts that I am the consequence of um, a neurotic codependent and an alcoholic falling in love and having a child. Um, well, they had seven of us, so um, you can imagine it was kind of chaotic from the start. Um, my dad is an alcoholic. Thankfully, he is now in the program as well. Um, he actually made it here a little bit before I did. And then um, also, thankfully, can I move this? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm like bent over, like, okay, this is gonna go okay. Um, and so, um, so thankfully she is in Al-Anon and, um, I, and I am obviously here in Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, this group, this, these meetings, right, um, their Al-Anon meetings are alcoholic, our AA meetings have um, changed my life, right? And not only have they changed my life from the inside out, they have changed and evolved the relationship that I get to have with my parents today because growing up, I was not like this. Like to most of the people um, in the rest of the world, I was like this happy-go-lucky individual where I smile a lot and I laugh at all the right cues. And, and I make people believe that my family is normal just like everybody else's, right? Because at a very young age, um, literally no one chose me. No one elected me. I was self-appointed. My mom didn't ask me. My brothers didn't ask me. They would have probably preferred that I shut my mouth and sit down and didn't say anything. But I made sure that I was going to make the rest of the world believe that my family was normal and that there was nothing wrong going on at home, right? Um, that there wasn't like screaming and fighting and hitting and like all this, like all the things that come with the alcoholic chaos, right? Um, so for a very long time, I played the perfect little child where like I had to go in school and I did all the things that I was supposed to. And, um, and I behaved in the way that like I thought people wanted me to behave, right? And it wasn't because like I wanted to, it was from the beginning, I was self-serving, right? Selfish, self-centered, and self-seeking. I needed you to believe that because I needed to think that I could feel okay in my own body, right? And never in my life did I ever know that like peace and tranquility were actually feelings that people got to feel. Like I thought everybody was as restless, terrible, and discontent as I was. And that everybody was just being nice and we were all just being considerate and laughing at all the right cues. And then I got drunk for the first time at 15. And um, I finally was able for the first time in my life to breathe easy, right? Like suddenly, like the screaming and the screeching and the wailing, what I want, what I don't want, what I don't have, and what I want to get, how I'm going to do it, and what they should be saying, how they should be acting. All of a sudden, right, all of those things that I thought were needs in my head just stopped for the first time in my entire life. And I finally realized that some people actually get to live like in peace and comfort in their own skin. And I found a solution to a problem that I did not know I wanted to fix, right? That I had to fix, right? And I didn't start drinking right away, right? Because I was like this psychotic little control freak that needed to make sure that everybody thought I was perfect, that my family was okay, right? But what did start going from the very first time that I drank was the mental obsession that we suffered from, right? Since our disease centers in our mind, all I could think about was making it to the weekend so I could drink with my friends again. And from that moment, right, I didn't right away know that I was an alcoholic and I had the words for that because my dad's an alcoholic at that time I knew my dad was an alcoholic I hated alcoholics I hated alcoholism I didn't even know what alcoholism was right I had like all these preconceived notions about people who drank and who did drugs and um 
And, and I thought I was going to be better than that, right? I thought I was going to control it. I'm not going to drink like my dad. Um, I'm a firm believer that like children are supposed to surpass their parents. And I can probably say that I did surpass my dad in my drinking. But, um, <laughs> but um, it's a little bit of a bummer. But um, so fast forward, right? Um, I, I'm obsessing over drinking. Um, I'm starting to change all my behaviors to make sure that I can drink. Like I'm starting, my dad used to like a, I used to guilt my dad all the time and I like had all these this resentment, this anger, and I used to fight back and argue with him all the time, right? But I never failed to be sure to ask him for whatever money he could give me. Um, and so I would I would hoard my little lunch money, right? And I would make sure I didn't eat at school because I needed to make sure that I had money to buy alcohol on the weekend. Um, and so my behaviors continued to change, right? I started to drink more often after I left high school. I didn't slow down at all. Of course, it picked up, right? Um, I went. I turn into the friend that people would be like, I know that if I ever want to go out for a drink, you're going to say yes, right? And like that became a huge part of my identity. And I don't, I can't definitively tell you when I cross that invisible line, right? I can't go back and like analyze my entire life. But at some point, thank you, Tyler. Um, at some point in my drinking, I, as soon as I put a substance in my body, right? It didn't matter what form my alcohol took. It could be liquid, it could be whiskey, it could be vodka, it could be pills, it could be powder, right? It did not matter. My body was going to crave more and I was going to go to literally any length to satisfy that craving, right? I will sacrifice any relationship. I will go to any city, town, or state. Like I will hang out with anyone that's going to drink and drug like me and not call me out and tell me that there's something wrong with the way that I drink, right? And so um, I got my first UI at 17 that literally did not stop me that even a little bit. Um, and then uh, by the time I was 20, I was like pretty much blacking out almost every time that I drank, right? And I didn't see that that was a problem. Like to me, that was like just normal behavior, right? My alcoholic life became the only normal one. And even though some people were, would, I started losing, right? I didn't start losing, I started giving up relationships, right? Like I didn't, I didn't lose anything because of my alcoholism. I willingly and wholeheartedly gave it away because nothing in this life was more important than me finding a way to fix the way that I was thinking that I was feeling, right? And so um, I got my first UI at 17, nothing happened, right? And then I uh, progressed, got my next, by the time I was like 21, I was blacking out every single time that I drank, right? And I was doing anything and everything that anyone would put in front of me. Um, half the time I wasn't even asking questions because I needed to fix what was going on in my brain. And so by the time between 21 and 23, um, I don't have a whole lot of memory or recollection, to be honest, because all I do is black out. But um, at 24, I do remember that I got my second DUI and almost went to jail. Why did you go to jail very briefly? And then um, I was supposed to go for longer. So um, that made me do anything and everything to not suffer the consequences of my actions, right? So I became that good little AA student, like, yes, I'll go, yes, I'll go to meetings, yes, I'll do what you want, I went to IOP, yes, yeah, what do you want me to do? Uh -huh, absolutely, laughed at all the right cues, right? Did all the right work. And um, I, I like came to AA and I, and I, I, I have, I, I didn't really, like I, I read things, right? But I didn't read things thoroughly. They're in chapter five, right? Like we read it all the time. Like those of us, um, barely have we seen anyone who was thoroughly followed our path. I did not do a single thing thoroughly when I first came to Alcoholics Anonymous, not a single thing. Like my first four step was just a single page front 
front. And like I put my mom, my dad, and all six of my siblings in one box. And I said, okay, cool, we're good. Like I figured it out, you know? And so naturally um, I went right back out the door as soon as my case was settled. And um, the book tells us, right, it gets worse, never better. I, I, I live in this delusional state of mind where like I will believe anything that my disease tells me. And it told me, right, like, you figured it out. Like you went to IOP, you dealt with your traumas, you dealt with your daddy issues and you like AA taught you how to drink, right? Yes, yes you did. You taught me how to drink like more secretly, like get away with it a little bit better. And um, by the end of it, right? Like I was down to like drinking a fifth a night and like you guys taught me what a fifth was because you, I would hear you guys say like, oh, I was drinking a fifth a day or a night. And I was just sitting there like, what does that even mean? And then like right before I like blacked out one of the nights, I looked at the bottle that was in my head and I said, this is a fifth, this is a fifth. <laughs> and so um, I picked up a third DUI, right? And that brought me back into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. And like what I picked up on that last relapse was the fact that everything you guys had essentially told me, right? The few pieces that had landed um, were true. Like, and you also created a space for me to go out and try to do some controlled drinking. Cause I really thought that like, I would be able to pick up a bottle and put it back down when I wanted to, but I had no spiritual defense. Um, thank you very much, Timer. Um, I had no spiritual defense against that first drink. And once my disease had a hold of me, there was no, something else had to stop me, right? And it was going to jail. Um, and so I came back and um, I did everything you guys told me to. I wrote and 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 I wrote. And you guys told me to you told me about meetings every single day. I went to meetings every single day. I got a sponsor with myself. I called them alcoholics. And like I was desperate and I was tired. And somewhere along the way, like I was sitting in a room and I realized that like that restless, irritable, discontent, those feelings suddenly weren't residing in me in that moment. And that ease and comfort that I was chasing for so long, I had because of the things that you guys told me to do. And um, that's something that I'll never be able to repay, but I will do my best. And if you're new or you're relatively new, I just like want you to know that like you are sick enough if you're sitting in this room, right? Like something that took me out was that I thought I was cured. I wasn't sick anymore. Or like sometimes it's like, maybe I'm not as sick as that person, but I know today that like, I am definitely sick enough to be in the rooms of alcohol and synonymous. And I don't need to compare my disease to anyone else's because I know where that leads me. Um, but with that, thank you so much for letting me participate.